Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Christians United Ministry. My name is Travis, and today we are doing another Bible reading, and today is going to be on Matthew 8. We did our Sermon on the Mount, which is Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And we also did 9 through 13 before that. And now we're finishing the gap. And remember, the Sermon on the Mount, he was doing his direct teachings to the crowd. He was uh, giving his direct teaching. And uh, and we're going to see more of that. And Matthew 9, 10, that was all about sending the disciples out. And 11 was the miracles. 12 was more teachings. And 13 was the parables. So today we're going to fill that gap with Matthew 8. So let's get right into it without further ado. When he come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said unto him, See, thou tell no man, but go thy way, shew thyself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded, for a testimony unto them. And when Jesus entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centron, beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant, lieth at home, of the sick grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shalt come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I, a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled and said to them that followed. Well, what, before I imagine him turning around, this is what I do. I imagine him turning around talking to the crowd of people. And I'm in that crowd, right? We got to imagine ourselves in that crowd so we get this direct message. There he goes. He says, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. And I say unto you, that many shall come from the east and west, and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's another, there's another reference to hell. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. And when Jesus was come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her head, and the fever left her, and she rose. And ministered unto them. When the eve, even was come, they brought unto him many there were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his sword, 
and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took out our infirmities and bare our sickness. Now when Jesus said, saw great multitudes about him, he gave commandment to depart unto the other side. And a certain tribe came, and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whithever so ever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, The foxes have holes, the birds have nests, but the Son of Man had not lay had nowhere to lay his hand. And another of his disciples said unto him, Lord, suffer me first to go and bury my father. And Jesus said unto him, Follow me, let the dead bury their dead. And when he, and when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch the ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. His disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are ye so fearful? Are ye of little faith? Then he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a calm, a great calm. But the men were marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? And when he come into, when he come to the other side into the country of the Gergensians, I know I probably didn't pronounce that correctly, so please do not kill me for saying it correctly, but let's continue. There met him two possessed with devils, coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. And behold, they cried out, saying, what how have we to do with the, thee, Jesus, Son of God? Art thou come hither to torment us before the time? And there was a good way off from them a herd of many swine feeding. So the devils besought him, saying, If thou cast us out, suffer us to go away into the herd of swine. And he said unto them, Go. And when they were come out, they went into the herd of swine, and behold, the whole herd of swine ran finally down a steep place into the sea and per perished in the waters. And they, they that kept them fled and went their ways into the city and told them everything and what was befallen to the possessed of the devils. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they besought him that he would be part of their coasts. Before we go any further, I want to, uh, I want to begin the video, uh, the podcast. I actually was incorrect. 11 was not about the healings. That was uh, 9. That was mostly in 9. 11 and 12 were more of the teachings, and you'll see from John and the Pharisees. But I just wanted to put that out there for now and just correct myself. I don't want to get a bad word out. Anyway, so we're going to go back to the top. And... At the top, we we see he left the he left the mountain. He had great followers, multitudes followed him, which means the, the, fat, the crowd followed him. They turned around and followed him. 
And that's a point to show at this time, you know, the crowd is with Jesus. They're all at the point in time of where we are right now. The crowds believe in him. They're following him. Let's just make a mental note for future episodes, for future in Matthew. Um, so when we're going to go down a little bit to verse six and well, that's where we'll start. So and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus said, Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. Now he went to, a, he was going to Peter's house, right? He was going to Peter's house. But before he went to Peter's house, a centuron, think of it as like a soldier or something, you know, a centuron came to him and said that his servant was sick. And Jesus says, oh, okay. Okay, I'll come heal him. My boy now. Well, he said, no, no, no. I'm not worthy of having you in my home. Just say the word and she shall be healed. And Jesus was astonished. Why? Because he did all these other miracles. He did these miracles. He did all these things. He did all these teachings. But nobody had as much faith that they didn't even need to see it be done. They didn't need him physically there. They knew by his word alone was enough for the servant to be healed. And that's pretty, pretty you know, eye-opening for us that that's the kind of faith that we need to have. Knowing it's going to be done, knowing that things are, you know, things are done in God's will without actually needing to see things being done. You know, we need to be able to remember that God is everywhere. God is the word. We need to remember that. So we're going to scroll a little bit more down and go to verse... 20 and this is where the scribe came in to, and said I'll follow you and he said a fox have holes the birds have the ear of the ear have nests but the son of man have not nowhere to sleep to lay his head rather and we're saying is that we're constantly moving and you always see in the Bible he's always moving but what he means by this is the word of God is always flowing it's always flowing through the world and we need to keep it moving we shouldn't get comfortable and to stay with people we're comfortable preaching to we need to expand we need to bring the word everywhere because that's what jesus did jesus went everywhere to preach to preach the word you can see this he's always constantly moving he's in a different country now first of all i think that's tiring for me because like you know i can't walk that much <laughs> yeah they didn't have cars back then he's walking everywhere right so that's what we got to remember is that he, the word is constantly flowing. And he gives us a very good stern warning here. He says, when this one of his disciples came, let me, let me bury my father. Jesus says, follow me. Let the dead bury the dead. Now, who would say that to a man who just lost his father? What he means is time is limited. Your time on earth is just going just like that. He's already dead. He's already moved on. He's with the Lord Jesus. He's with the Lord God now. Right now, you have Jesus right in front of you. Follow him. Right now, and that's an example of how we should be today. We are so fo focused on all these things around us. What are we going to eat for dinner? What are, we, what are we doing today? What are we doing this weekend? 
We're always in a rush, right? We're always in a rush. But we should be focusing what am I doing now? And what should I be doing now to get me to heaven? And that's what he means by it. He's not just he's not just being spiteful. There's a reason why he said that he said that. Next one is actually a really good one. Um this is about when they went on the boat. The disciples went with them on the boat. And then the storm's coming. And now the, the, the ship is rocking. And it's getting a lot of turbulence. And they're like, anybody been, have you ever, if anybody listening today, have you ever been on a plane or a boat and you experience that turbulence? Like, you know, I, I know I don't like turbulence, especially on planes. Really, I don't like it. But what happens here? They wake them up. They're, they're, they're running. Lord, 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 we need your help. And he says, why are you so fearful? He says, why are you so fearful? And he stood up. And he calmed the waters. But what do you say in between there? Oh, yeah, are you, le- are you of little faith? So if they believed that the Lord was there to protect them, they shouldn't be fearful. Now, we talked about this on Sunday with our ser- weekly sermon. That we need to just have faith and having faith is having trust when you trust something when you trust somebody that to do something you ask them to do you're not sitting there worried oh it's not going to get done because if it needed to get done and you think that person can do it then you can't you couldn't trust them to do it right why did you trust them in the first place right so we always need to have faith and that's another example here let's go a little further down now, this is where this is going to actually be the last of what we're going to talk about for this chapter. But this is where he cast the de- the, de- the devils, the demons, which were um, he cast into the, the devils. They were the men with the devils and the devils immediately recognized him because they knew who was he, he was and. I want to point out one thing that they say because they know. First off, they call him by his name as soon as he rises up. But he said before the time. What time? Let's talk about Revelation. They they know that their time, their end game is coming. Right? But he says it's not time yet. And that signifies the devil, first off, knows when the time is. He knows when the time's coming. He knows when it is and it's coming. So he's so they're they're all what's going on? You're not supposed to be here. They're scared of him. Because Jesus, God, will always win. And a lot of people might be thrown off by how how this like why they put him in the pigs and why they run off. Wow, the devil again being deceitful. And always having that backup plan. And Jesus knew this. Jesus knew this. But the devil said, okay, well, I'm going to be cast down. I'm going to make, I'm going to make this last dance, thing, like, you know, work. But it is. He put it into their livestock. Remember, this? There's a, it's a herd of swine. And that's livestock. Back in the day, they didn't have money. They had livestock. They exchanged with livestock. They said, okay, you need a, you need a horse. I'll give it to you for two cows. Maybe not exactly like that, but that's what they did. And 
that was their livelihood, right? So he, the devils had him cast them into the pigs so the pigs would kill themselves so that the town would revolt and turn against Jesus. And that is an example of what the devil is here for. He's here to turn people away from God. So he's going to do anything he can. Notice how he deceived all of them. The devil deceived all of them. They didn't know that pigs were full of disease. They just saw their livestock being killed by some man because of some man. Right? So we always got to be watchful and careful of what we learn and what we see and what we do. Situations may not be as bad as they seem. It may just be the devil making you seem like it's worse. We must never let him win. In anything. We must never, never cast him out. Cast out Jesus. We need him. We need him now more than ever. Anyway, so this was a great Bible reading. Had some really good points in here. Um, again, so starting tomorrow, I might just start off. Like, you know, I might go into, uh, we might continue forward. In Matthew, we're starting at 14. Um, I don't know yet. We're going to figure everything out. And then as time goes on, we're going to rock and roll in the word of God. Well, anyways, my name is Travis and this is Christians United Ministry. God be with you.